Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. We're Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the NCAA Outdoor Championships that happened in Eugene, Oregon, June 8th through the 11th. Oh, how time flies when you're running, jumping, throwing, throwing, vaulting, all the things that we've been discussing over this fall, spring, and, well, fall, winter sports. It's fall, winter. They always leave summer out because we're not technically... During the summer athletics, but here we are. It's basically Thank goodness, summer. It's too hot. I was about to say, we might as well just call it summer because it is summer and we're still competing in track and field, or at least we were. So we are really happy to say that Auburn competed, did really well in Oregon, and it's over so that they're not in this heat. Absolutely. Just Oregon, happy that we have so many to talk about. Oregon seemed like it had pretty good temperatures while they were there. So Also, fun fact, we all know that usually we're talking, we're the last ones to do like their season wrap-up shows because track just runs you know, into June almost, pretty much. But baseball is actually competing right now, and they got to actually be with each other because they were competing on Eugene, the track and field team. And then the baseball team, at the same time, conveniently, was in Corvallis, Oregon, at the Super Regionals for baseball. So the track and field team got to show up and support the baseball team out there. Which is really cool. It was really neat to see that, actually. Yeah. Obviously, athletes supporting athletes is what it's all about. It's all a family here. And when we show it, we, we definitely need to have an op- When we have the opportunity to do that, we need to take advantage of it. Absolutely. And let's be honest. None of us are athletes in the same way, especially our track and field athletes. I love how diverse this team is that made it out to Oregon. You know, we had throwers, like you said, we had vaulters, we had jumpers, we had hurdlers, runners. In Coach Spry's last season, it was a good representation of pretty much everything that you could ask for. Absolutely. So it's just a really well-rounded team that made it to the NCAA Outdoors. I'm just sad it's over with. I'm always sad when outdoor is over since it is the best sport of life. (laughs) I think there's a few people that agree with disagree with you on that one, but (laughs) there are a lot of people who would disagree. There are a lot of people who would agree. And those people listen to this podcast. That's true. That is probably true. So, Kyle, why don't you start us off with a couple highlights? Um, let's go through. We've got all of the athletes that competed at the NCAA Outdoors. So we're just going to talk about their time in Oregon and how they did. Let's do it. Kyle Brown earned All-America honors after finishing 19th in the men's hammer throw with a toss of 66.59 meters. So I think the the important thing to realize here is he earned All-America honors. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, we don't really... You hear 19th place and you're like, why are you so excited about that? But you're an All-American. You're an All-American. Like, that's the win here. And the bigger win is that you made it to NCAA Outdoors. Yeah, Yeah, because that's you getting through SECs. That's you in the the regular season, regionals, all that. And you weren't injured so much that you couldn't compete here. Absolutely. So I think that's awesome. Like, unfortunately, we're going to be talking about in just a little bit. We will, but we're not there yet. (laughs) James Corson didn't clear in the pole vault after attempt 5.15 meters. So I take it that he did clear some. He didn't. Oh, They actually started at 5.15. Well, they set the marks pretty high. They set it really high. And unfortunately, so he missed 5.15 
two times entirely. His third attempt, he he made it over, and then his pole. No. Yeah, it hit the bar and knocked it over. So, so that's so the bar. So the pole hitting the it, bar yep. is a violation. Yeah. Wow. Because if the bar falls off for any reason, it's if it's your body, if it's your pole vaulting pole, so quick, anything. Quick question then. So what if you you the pole doesn't hit the bar? Uh huh. You clear it, but as you're going over it, it the wind blows it in a certain way. It's still a fault. So they can't like go back with like instant replay and prove that. Kyle, do you really think there's <laughs> Come instant on. replay? We've been no, spoiled it's by the clear. <laughs> like you don't clear it. You you either clear it or you don't clear God, it. Oh, that's intense. Have man. you seen this is real bad, but have you seen there's a lot of videos of men specifically not being able to clear pole vaulting because yes. men have different Yes. Right. Yes. yes. Thank you, honey, for on the family show for that. I, I was just saying <laughs> sometimes it's harder for men. We got it. There you go. I'm I'm being well behaved right now, uh, James. Uh, of course, we obviously we're very proud of him being there and being able Absolutely. to represent us because, like as we've already said with Kyle and as we'll continue to say everybody else, just being there to represent us, we're so proud of him. Huge, huge win for Auburn and and especially in pole vaulting, which is a sport that hasn't been popular with Auburn for very long. It's just the last few decades. Stop laughing. I'm still. I'm it's- still. It's yeah, just the last going. few years that it's really, I think we've had quite a few pole vaulters recently, and I love that it's become more popular. Yeah, I, I'm actually proud. You talked about it at the beginning of the show, the diversity of the events that had representation yeah. for Auburn here uh, is just good, and this is a good representation of that. Absolutely. So on a sadder note, Alex Spyrodonidis, he made it to NCAAs and was going to compete in the decathlon. Um, unfortunately, though, he had to pull out after the third event because he re-aggravated an old injury to his leg, which happened this season, which is just such a bummer. And it was a bummer because I remember, you know, the morning of knowing it was starting and, and you know, keeping up to date on Twitter and stuff, what's going on, because they'll give you pretty up to the yeah, minute updates yeah, on Twitter. Time. And so you'd start seeing these, you know, notes come in about how Alex was doing the decathlons because, you know, it's going to be over several days right. doing that. And so, wow, he's doing a great job, doing a great job, you know, in a, in a great position right now. And then the note comes in that he re-injured himself. Yeah. And it was just so frustrating because it was the first, like, you know, moments that we were getting yeah. from NCAAs were him because he started so early. Yep. And it's like, oh, man, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. And, I mean... Think we're bummed? Can you imagine how bummed <sighs> he was? Th- that's I'm sure the, that hurt his heart so much. I don't know that I could be an Olympic sport athlete oh, because no. you train, you train, you train, and then one thing goes wrong, and then you've you've missed that one why, moment. Why do you think? I literally, I have had tears in my eyes. The Olympics, when you see somebody false start God. in those blocks, somebody that made it to the Olympics. Bam, your chance is over because you false started because you were so amped because it was the Olympic event. Which I'm sorry, what was all... it again? <laughs> <laughs> so Alex did compete, like I said, in three events, though. In the 100 meter, he ran a time of 11.23 seconds. He jumped in the long jump and jumped 6.98 meters. And then his throw for the shot put was 14.04 meters. So he had a really impressive start. Yeah, like I said, they were saying, you know, really good things for his first three events. And then that just unfortunate news came in. Such, such. Proud of you, Alex, but we're sorry it ended that way. Yeah, and really hope that he's able to recover. Yeah. And not further hurt his leg especially if it's something that's been nagging him before yeah Yeah, absolutely so maddie malone kyle i'm talking about your girl because you're the one that's always like 
throw the things, man. Just throw so them real hard. So with throwing. But so Maddie, she obviously competed in the hammer throw, which we've seen her in all season. She finished eighth in the hammer throw with a throw of 69.22 meters, which her eighth place finish was the best ever by an Auburn woman in the hammer throw at nationals. I'm not shocked that she is the you know the best Auburn woman representation in NCAAs ever. And no. I'm also not shocked by her eighth place finish. And I don't mean that as like that I I just kind of felt like when I was thinking about Maddie Malone based off what I've seen her do this season, dominate during the season yep. for the most part. SECs be right up there in the top group. This felt about right. You know, so this is kind of that mark that I was looking for her. You yep. know, it's not a specific number, but just that range. So I'm very proud of her for at least in my expectations meeting them. Absolutely. And I think if I'm remembering correctly the people who threw farther than her were like one was an olympic athlete like just absolutely insane things so um because of her eighth place finish she did earn first team all america honors which is the second time she's actually received this she got first team all america honors for the hammer throw also in 2019 indoor championships her freshman year. Hey, she's just been throwing things since 2019. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> I know she's been throwing I mean, longer I was than that. Say, I hope she's been throwing longer than that. Maybe but... she's the prodigy of throwing things. Could be. They get, just picked sign her, her up for quarterback. Of, they just picked her out of a lineup. I mean, we need to need a quarterback. Let's Whoa, not get into that. shots fired for the football team already. All right, let me talk about Ashley Carter since I do like throwing things, but especially throwing the javelin, the, just throw the toothpick out there. I know it's bigger. <laughs> The spear to The spear pick. that'll probably kill somebody if it, it hits would. them. It would. I know. I've seen the videos of mishaps. Anyway, oh. wow, we've gone some different ways on this show yeah. today. Ashley Carter finished 12th in the javelin with a throw of 53.26 meters and earned second team All-America honors. Very, very proud of her. Very similar to Maddie. This is kind of where I expected her to fall. I, I might have thought that she would broke into the top 10, but I'm still very proud of her because you're uh, competing with the best of the best yeah and we see her be one of the best every all year yep we've also seen her be one of the best in the sec yep you can only imagine how that competition steps up when you get the ncaa's exactly and she was not alone in the javelin competition shania holly also competed for auburn and finished 23rd with a throw of 48.26 meters and correct me if i'm wrong shania was kind of not i want to call it a surprise so but just it wasn't expected shania was kind of a wild card for us which i love i, I, like wild I cards. wasn't anticipating her in NCAA, so yeah, this is fabulous for her. Well, when we talk about the names you expect for Auburn, you know, Maddie Maddie Malone, Malone. Ashley Carter, Dontavious Hill we're talking about in a second. Those are just some three names. There's many more. You know, Alex Spirodinas, we expect that name as well. James Corson. But Shania Holly, we talked about her this year. It was just out of the blue. She's just... Younger in her career, right? Exactly. So she's got a little more time. It was just we expect to see a wild card that we who doesn't love a good wild card? It helps you win in Uno. And how did I know you were going to bring up Uno? (laughs) My goodness. So speaking, do you want to talk about Dante? Let me talk about Dante. First of all, I'm going to give this man a shout out because I don't think I told you this yet. So Uh a little just you know news breaking news for you here. Uh, My man Dontavious Hill has a YouTube channel. He started his own little vlogging thing, and he like, shares insights into the program. And obviously, his personal... What? Yes! I yes. freaking love this! I just discovered him when I was doing our little YouTube channel stuff. Well, I and gave him a wait sh- to watch this. I will watch the heck out of that. I was his 900th subscriber. Congratulations. So I'm just... I, I, not Maybe for me. I'll be the thousandth. Maybe so, if he keeps, you know, growing and, you know, get him to that 1,000 mark on YouTube. Uh, if you guys can, that's that's a huge mark for people on YouTube, and I'm sure that's what he's kind of aiming for yeah. and higher. 
Uh, so check his YouTube channel out, Don Tavius Hill. How stinking cool is that? Just a little bit of fun fact for you here in the you know season finale. All right, let's talk about what he did in the NCAA's. Earned a bronze medal. Nothing too big. You know, third place overall. Just did it in SECs too. You know, nothing too big. With a jump of 2.21 meters. He's just the third Auburn athlete ever to earn a top three finish and the high jump at Outdoor Nationals earned first team All-Americas. And I actually, I think I said that wrong. I think he got third at the Nationals at Indoor as well, if I have that correctly. So awesome, awesome, I mean, can you imagine? So obviously in the collegiate world, you are the top three high jumper for the men. I, I mean, I just can't even imagine. In the whole country, out of all the people. All the people. All the people. In the colleges. Can you get higher there for me? Nope. <laughs> you are the third best. That is nuts. It is very, very high mark to it's meet. amazing. And he's done it consistently, indoor and outdoor, and just the entire season done great And things. he's the only person that scored points for Auburn. That is true. When you say for men, it. For men. When you say that, it's a little disappointing no, no, no. to hear, but, I, but yes. No. <laughs> I think it's wonderful for him. It is wonderful We are focusing him. on the positives. We are. We are. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So another positive, Asia Jinx. She finished 13th in the 400-meter hurdles with a time of 57.52, which earned her second team All-America honors. Mm Mm-hmm. And while I'm not, like, shocked that she was there representing us, I think this was probably a little bit higher than I expected her to be at Nationals, too. But, but her time was awesome, 57.52. Yeah. I mean, when we look back at 400-meter runners, not hurdlers, 400-meter straight runners, 57 seconds is kind of average for what a runner in the collegiate world does. Mm-hmm. Not somebody who's running and jumping over all these hurdles. So and jumping, I think says. this is... Fantastic. Just really happy for Asia. Yes, yes. Joyce Camelli, a name that is synonymous with Auburn track and field. <laughs> she's a national champion. She's a SEC champion. She's a champion in our hearts. She's a, she's a champion of this podcast. She's just championed everything. I mean, yeah. 
I will say this was probably not her best showing at NCAAs. However, it was not a bad showing. She advanced to finals in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. She ran 9 minutes, 42.27 seconds, finished third in her heat of the prelims, but she finished 12th overall in the 3,000-meter steeplechase finals with a time, 9 minutes, 41.48 seconds, fifth fastest time yep, in school, in school history. history. And you see, and which obviously she earned All-America honors. Right. She ran almost a full second faster in the finals than she did the prelims. Right. The, so the finals, for anybody who is curious, we watched this live on TV. The finals were absolutely insane. The runner who won, she actually got a new collegiate world record. So there's a whole different thing. <laughs> uh, there's a whole <laughs> So So the other competitors were, you know, more normal times well and we've seen joyce last year uh you know leading up to the olympics too because we got to watch her like two weeks in a row because the trials Which were right awesome after, yeah right after that i i thought we might see her break into the top five at least just kind of my if i'm talking about my expectations what i've been doing a lot of and just from a layman's perspective looking on the outside learning about track and field so that's why it's not a disappointment but it is still like when you look at things like you earn all america honors fifth fastest time in school history it's and, crazy and i wonder i I wish there was a way that we could look at school history because you wonder how many of those top five are Joyce. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering if another Lots. one of them are her times as well. I also wonder if they'd even if put the stat up there if it wasn't different people, but maybe it is all Joyce. No, they do put it up there because uh, think it's like just the times, it's not the people. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. It could be like Maddie Malone. I'm sure has a bunch Listen, of records. We talked about her champion everything. She's just the champion of all the times too. I mean, Joyce Camelli kills it no matter what she does. So That's she's exactly just a winner right. in our book. Absolutely. So another winner in our book because all of these athletes are winners in our book. But Presley Weems. She earned honorable mention All-America honors by placing 17th in the 800 meter with a time of 2 minutes, 4.65 seconds. Very happy for her. Let that sink in, Kyle. Even though it's not her very fastest of the season, it is almost right there. I mean, by like, I think we're off by maybe a second. Mm -hmm. She's running a half mile. Two minutes and four seconds. And look, she only spent all season smashing records, so it's not like she hadn't been busy and tired herself out. this girl is killing it. Absolutely killing it. She did, and I'm very happy to have her at the NCAAs. Our final competitor, Mara Hualt, placed 17th with a throw of 50.10 meters in the discus throw, earning another honorable mention for Auburn in All-America honors. Uh, just another performer we were great to have, very happy to have there. I think when we think about throwing, we think about Ashley Carter, think about Maddie Malone. Morrow was always there, but, you know, just in terms of name recognition was a little bit behind there. And she kind of rose to the All occasion. All of a sudden, right. SECs as, as a champion. As the season goes on, it's just like this, the the curve. It's not even a bell curve because she never came down. It She just kept going up that mountain. And this is what we were just talking about. You talk about the names, right, that we know. Presley Weems, Joyce Camelli. We talk about Dontavious Hill. We talk about Maddie Malone. And then yep. look at these names that we're not shocked, but we're like pleasantly surprised to see them rise into the occasion. Yep. Maybe because they're chasing these other great names, raising their level. You know, Kyle Brown, Shania Holly, Asia Jinks. This is awesome. It was a great year at NCAAs in terms of representation of events, but just names that we 
got to talk about for the first time in this aspect. Absolutely. And I think that's what really gets me so excited about track and field is we've talked about it almost to death on this podcast, but there is something for every athlete in track and field. You know, Kyle's really good at basketball, so he's really good at jumping and moving quickly, the things that I'm I mean, I did play a little ball. At. I played a little ball. But think about that. So how would that translate in track and field? Would you be really good at hurdles because you were quick on your feet and you're a good jumper? Or would you be good at long jump because you can jump really far? Think, I mean, think when you think about it in that way, in a term of everybody is athletic in some way. They just don't always know it, right? right. So, like, Maddie Malone, freaking killing it with the throws. You know, me, I couldn't throw anything to save my life. Baby, you can't walk down the steps. That's what I'm honest. saying. But I could run the 400 and the 800. That was my sweet spot. Everybody has their niche in track and field. You just have to find it. And I'm so excited that we found these athletes who have found their home in track and field, made it all the way to the NCAAs, which is like the the freaking top of the mountain for you know the college atmosphere so just really proud of them if you can see jessica right now she is beaming so just know that she's because just so this proud is of like this is better than pin relays and and does it get better than excuse pin me relays? are you feeling well it really doesn't get better than pin relays except that we had this many athletes competing at outdoor championships well and think about it this way you and i and whitney before me have been talking about this program and this team for several years now probably years. was it five six years now or something this may like be our that? sixth season how many times have we talked about one person going to place right how many times have we talked about three people and not that this we're it's like, wonderful sad. to still talk about those one or the three but to have this many to talk about and, and on coach spry's final season exactly leading our next coach we'll mention in just a second to some success coming up here in well just a absolutely bit. and just to think that this year both auburn men and women actually scored points as a team so like I talked about before, you know, obviously Dontavious Hill scored those six points for the men, which tied them for 46th place, which on paper, Kyle's going to be like 46. No, no. 46 I, is fabulous when you normally don't score that's any That's what I'm points. saying. We, we're not even on the board because... Right, because we, we never had enough com- people competing. We're on the board. Exactly. And Maddie Malone scored that one point for Auburn, for the females. So Maddie scored her one point, tied Auburn women for the 62nd place. The fact that both... Men and women were even on the team scoring board is huge. It is. And I know, you know, we, it may seem like we're trying to blow up a lot over nothing, but we're not. We are actually We are watching celebrating with people our, who deserve to be well, celebrated. And what I just you know started saying earlier, we have watched this program go from not obscurity because they were always competitive, but from just being there to actually being noticed. Right. And that's just something really awesome to see in Coach Spry's last season. Yeah. So... As we always do in postseason or the end of season shows, we kind of want to just give you a quick recap of what we've gone through this season. So if you want to go back and listen to some of the episodes and listen to us talk about the trajectory of how we got to this point, there are track uh, meet episodes on Tiger Track Classic, the Clyde Little Relays, the Pepsi Florida Relays, the Joe Walker Invitational, the War Eagle Invite, Crimson Tide Invitational, that one's not fun to say, the Penn Relays, Torin Lawrence Invitational, and then obviously we've mentioned SECs, preliminaries, and now the NCAA championships. And I think the important things to remember here, so Coach Ralph Spry, like we said, this was his final season. The important meets for him, all, all of them are important, but the big significant meets, right? War Eagle Invite, the last meet that he hosted Senior at Senior day as well with his, with his yep. group of seniors. Yep, and then Penn Relays, something that he competed in as an athlete. He 
earned honors in as an athlete and then led his team to compete in. You know, I think that's just a really important meet to talk about as well. And, and also the four championships at SEC. Yeah. That was yeah. incredible. That like, I just top notch, right? That, and that's not even mentioning the you know silvers and bronzes that came with that as well, but that's four champions. I mean, it just, it kept coming in that day. I remember it was like, there's another champion. There's yeah. another champion. There's another champion. I mean, can we have a coach retire every year because it's just... <laughs> uh, but honestly, no, no, we hope not. So we will have another episode this summer just honoring Coach Spry, honoring what he has done for Auburn, for the track and field program, and just in his time as an athlete. Just really, we want to, you know, give some kudos to him and thank him for all that he's done through our podcast. So that is coming at some point this summer. We will also look forward to the future that Auburn has with Coach Leroy Burrell and all of the good things that he's bringing to Auburn and his success previously. So we really look forward to talking about both of them. Yeah, just in case you guys missed it, that was announced this past week and it was an exciting announcement. And uh, I think you guys are going to be very happy with the choice that um, Athletic Director Alan Green decided. A good pedigree, an Olympic champion himself. And so I'm super excited for not just the foundation that Coach Spry has left, but where Burrell, Coach Burrell, potentially take us in the future. Absolutely. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.